Hey guys, in this podcast, I sit down with three of my seniors from college who have come together to build an amazing community-driven travel startup called Explore the Earth. So Explore the Earth has a couple of, uh, a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, business verticals. One of them is, you know, uh, an online website where they uh, uh, encourage people to put up their itineraries from places they've visited for others to see and follow. And a uh, couple of the other things that they do is something called X-Trips, which is they take people on curated experiential trips uh, to offbeat places around the country. And uh, of course, they have their own YouTube channel. They put out a ton of content around travel and responsible traveling. And they're all about raising awareness around sustainability as well through their mission and through their startup. So amazing bunch of people, you know, uh, the 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 classic startup story of three college friends coming together to build a startup but uh, in the travel and tourism space and with a sort of you know shade of sustainability in all of their efforts so again it was a, an amazing time i had sitting down with these people and uh, learning what they're doing how they're doing and you know of course how covid has impacted and fun fact it it has impacted the travel industry but uh, if you listen to the whole podcast you'll figure out that you know uh, there is a unique opportunity for startups like uh, them and for many who might be upcoming right now. So listen to it and you might get a good idea as to where the travel and tourism industry is heading. Uh, I hope you like it and share it with your friends. You're listening to the Driven Differently audio experience, a podcast hosted by Chirag Joshi, an Indian entrepreneur who hosts guests both from his industry of electric vehicles and sustainable mobility and people completely unrelated like artists and creators with the intention of getting as many people involved in the mission to upgrade humanity to sustainable ways of transportation, aka being driven differently. So thank you so much, Ismail, Saranj and Akshay for being on the show. Uh, you know, you. for making some history on the show by being by being the three first <laughs> by being the first three people on the show. So it's it's always fun to see you guys. It's always amazing to you know hear about what you guys are doing. So uh, why don't why don't we uh, get it right into it? And you know, uh, we won't get into uh, the uh, explore the earth section right now. We'll just talk about you know how. How did you individually, each of you individually, reach to the point of, uh, you know, committing to be a part of Explore the Earth? So why don't we do that? Maybe we start off from college or whenever the whole story started from each one of your end. So I think, Ismail, we can start with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, so college, uh, I used to be pretty active towards theater and culturals and stuff. Uh, never had I thought that this is what I'm planning to do after college. But one thing that was constant uh, was traveling during college. I think it's pretty much for everyone, weekend trips. And, and when you're in Bangalore, there's tons of options all around you. So that started happening. And uh, from second or third year onwards, like I pretty much like looked forward to every trip that I can squeeze out of the busy schedule. And one mm-hmm. such trip was to Kurg in my second year, where Saranj was also with me. Uh, what happened was there was a big... Uh, taxi scam with us uh, mm-hmm. so we got scammed by the taxi unions basically and uh, we were pretty pissed we went to the police station on our holiday and we had to bring those guys here and there and all that ruckus happened and the moment i came back i decided this info needs to be out there so that no one else goes through what i went through and that's how i decided to like just write up a blog and keep it on the internet forever and ever as long as i can 
and that's when I just uh, created a very first blog post or blog or whatever you call it on that <clears throat> free platform wordpress.com not even then I think I think it was blogger.com by Google mm-hmm. and I just typed all the details and what you should be careful of careful of and I typed my whole itinerary up and uh, I named that blog explore the earth because like it just came in my head and I just wanted to name it and uh, that mm-hmm. is how it started for me then I kept on adding every itinerary every article on it after college about a year I worked in a corporate job in Bangalore and that's when I realized like I'm wasting my potential all the things mm-hmm. that I did in college or learned or you know I wanted to try out I'm not able to put in all those efforts here. so then one fine day mm-hmm. we Akshay and I were talking at that time that uh, why are you just keeping it to a blog let's make it big let's do something crazy this that and that's when I started realizing okay that this can have some more potential why don't I commit myself 100% towards it and that's when I decided I'll leave my job for a while experiment and give myself to explore the earth and see where it goes so this was about mm-hmm. one and a half two years back and since then okay. we have been working on explore the earth and that's where we are right now <laughs> that was my journey towards it <laughs> awesome that sounds great yeah. that, that's great so i think it'll be so so the so i'll be it'll be interesting to see you know so this is your part of the journey i think i'd like yeah. to hear akshay say what's his piece of the story <laughs> yeah. that led to this Definitely. point <laughs> okay so Back then, I was working with my family business. We were into wholesale trade of all the decoration materials and handicrafts, local handicrafts, rakhi and such stuff. So, which was very boring for me. And I just needed to get out of my two-tier city and, you know, mm-hmm. just have fun in life. And that's when Ismail and I were bouncing off some ideas for each other. And so, uh, when we spoke about the blog specifically, it uh, what came to my mind was that uh, given I travel thrice a year or Ismail travels say four to five times a year, mm-hmm. it'll still be what we can still gather would be some information about nine places which are just our versions of it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to go to Gokarna, then I'll maybe ring up some of my friends and ask them what did you do before doing any research. But what if I don't mm-hmm. have that friend? So these couple of problems that we were discussing that that's what led to the idea of you know crowdsourcing the travel information from first hand travelers instead mm-hmm. of relying on websites which try to push commercial con- content and their packages as well so that's mm-hmm. how the idea was born and so we were quite brainstorming and you know discussing a few things before we actually started it so for about for about 3 to 4 months since uh, after Ismail left the job and he shifted back to Rajkot. So it wasn't until like January that we were pretty serious about the idea. Mm -hmm. So it was Mm -hmm. in January that I left my family business and Ismail was Mm -hmm. fully committed to explore the earth and we started giving our full time to it. So that's been Mm -hmm. my journey. That's great. Awesome. That sounds amazing. Saransh, how, how did you come into the picture? Well, there's, there's not much to it other than the fact, like, okay, so I'll, I'll start from college, all right. So mm-hmm. in college, there wasn't anything that uh, would bind us together to the extent that we would want to do explore the earth. 
However, Ismail and I, we we did do quite a few trips, like be it treks, be it the sightseeing in the various places, or anything else. Like we went to Port, mm-hmm. and there was Nijgal Beta trek, and like other things that we did just spontaneously as well. So both of us, we did like to travel a lot, uh, and we did went to Goa as well. Obviously, that's like mm-hmm. the bread yeah. and butter of. Grand yeah, <laughs> all, yeah. All three of us went on that one. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. We, we did travel quite a lot, like be it uh, in Bang- like in Karnataka or around Karnataka as well. So we always wanted to like travel as much as we could. But in college, as far as XT goes, there was no talk of it. Now mm-hmm. in college, for me, I was more um, inclined towards finance. So when I learned that there. Uh, exists a company by the name Goldman Sachs. I was like, mm-hmm. and the fact that everyone was chasing to be in it because that was one of the, I think yeah. that was the only company that came to give internships through college. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if, 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 if I need an internship and the fact that I'm inclining towards finance, that's really the only thing that I can go for. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I did it, prepare for it and lucky me, I got selected. And then I got a placement offer as well in Goldman Sachs. So. After college, I worked in Goldman Sachs. And now while I was working at Goldman Sachs and Ismail was at Prestige, like we used to hang out almost every weekend. Like Mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that we did, I think all of us at one point in time, be it in college or after that have done that. We want to start a business together because we are friends, we know each other, we think we can do well. And we we bounced off a thousand ideas, like be it starting something as simple as gym or restaurant or something else, We, we may have bounced all of them off, but we never really came to an idea that we thought would really keep us going. So that's where the talks ended. Ismail went back to Rajkot. I was still working in Goldman Sachs. And then these two, one fine day, when they were bouncing off ideas, they started with, okay, let's just do this. We are going ahead with XTE. And I think next week, Ismail asked me if, if I plan on leaving my job and uh, starting up this thing with them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, truth be told, like the fact that we've already bounced off so many ideas, I was like, yeah, okay, this this can work. But at the same time, when you are at Goldman Sachs leaving a job, which is, I think, let's say, more secure in terms of as against starting a startup, was, was not that straightforward a decision. But the fact that I was going to do this with people I trusted already, and the fact that we were doing something which I personally thought was good and not out there, um, sort of convinced me. And the fact that we were going to go cycling Manali today, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Feb 2019 was, was the year when officially you guys registered the company and or was it a little later on? Uh, officially, <laughs> we have not uh, yet even like uh, made it into... So legally you're not registered? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. right okay. now we are not <laughs> because we are yet okay. to figure out the exact way we want ourselves portrayed. Like we are a brand mm-hmm. but uh, we can't say mm-hmm. is it a partnership between the three of us or are we like mm-hmm. corporate entity? Uh, yeah. so or are we digital creators you know because mm-hmm. what we are doing is quite dynamic in nature like we are mm-hmm. organizing trips and curating experiences for like personalized uh, groups at the same time we are also creating digital content uh, like videos blogs blogs and so much more so we are not sure the exact right way to step in and we were about to this march i think uh, new financial year but then the whole covid scenario happened and travel was at a standstill so registering just went out of the picture for a while while mm-hmm. we were on the discussion but yeah it was somewhere yeah. in february of 2019 uh, when mm-hmm. the whole 
concept or structurization of explore the earth took place that's mm-hmm. the tentative yeah. timeline yeah when all three of us mm-hmm. jumped in and we started operations on full scale and yeah. mm-hmm. that's great that's great that, 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 that sounds good i mean of course you know it, it's it's a great thing that i mean it's a great thing so that, i mean if if imagine if you guys would have sort of you know structured the whole company made it a private limited and all that and then covid struck that would have added a bit of financial pressure right so a lot, a lot. i mean uh, <laughs> i guess it's a blessing in disguise that you guys didn't do that Sure. Thank you, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing. So, so explore. So, so why why don't you tell you know the community, audience who's watching and listening, what Explore the Earth is all about? How did it start up? Start up. What was it all about? And uh, maybe then you know we can proceed to you know how's how has it changed? Has it changed or not? You know due to the situation we're currently dealing with. So, yeah. why don't you tell me that? Okay. Um, it started as a travel blog. like at the very nascent stage mm-hmm. then it moved on to a crowd sourced travel blog where mm-hmm. everyone can contribute an itinerary and everyone can refer to that those itineraries by the people for the people that was the initial conceptualization so that we keep getting more and more content in which is personalized which is one on one it's as good as your friend texting you a full plan for any ex destination you can refer to each other's itineraries that was what the initial structure and plan was uh it went well but the problem we found was uh developing the whole structure as well as uh the revenue side of it we couldn't come up with a solid 100% efficient revenue plan and we were not yet too ready to risk uh like a big funding investment behind that so we decided to change things or switch up a, a little bit what we did was started establishing a physical community to make the brand popular so we decided to explore the earth literally like we went to offbeat places where there is almost new, no utilities or they are off the grid so we started with a place called shivrajpur in gujarat that's a rarely visited beach uh, you have to take a dirt road of 4 kilometers into the like barren stretch of land and then you turn out on the beach so the nearest people around you are like 17 to 20 kilometers away the nearest smallest settlements of fishermen also and the whole beach is such a beautiful place in gujarat that in last one and a half year it has gone off the charts in terms of the tourism activity which it boosted up uh there were dolphins on the shore living there there were coral reefs discovered at the beach so recently some scuba diver associations have started venturing into the beach so now it's getting the popularity so such places we wanted to explore the earth and we wanted to take people along and like minded people along so we organized ex trips that was our first ex trips in gujarat to shivrajpur where we take a group of about 15 to 25 a small group of like minded people and from diverse fields but who are interested in truly exploring the earth and we started building such physical communities and since then we have done almost like a, a trip a month so 12 to 10 to 12 trips uh, in last year all in different locations were two in gujarat then we came to bangalore because we had good uh, network of people around bangalore and we also went up north uh, one trip was manali to lay cycling which only the three of us did it but uh, there was one more trip called uh, uh, sethan sethan is a small tiny skiing village near manali 
uh, where we stayed for like four days, uh, got a skiing course. We hired instructors and kept them like, you know, took them to the slopes and then we had the place to ourselves kind of like that. So we started building physical community and at the same time we thought we'll first create our content. So we started on blogs, blogs and genuine quality content as creators from our end to display it to our community that this is what we create. Now you also have an option to create your content on our platform. So we were working on creating that brand since last few months where we build a physical community and we also produce travel content in terms of yeah. articles and videos. That's mm-hmm. where we are right now, but we have a long yeah. way to go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, the first time I heard about, you know, what uh, Explore the Earth does, you know, in terms of, yeah. I especially like the whole itinerary thing because, you know, you hardly get, uh, you know, sort of curated itineraries to any given place, you know. So, in fact, I don't even remember... I don't even remember, you know, having itineraries. Usually these travel sites, they just type out something and, you know, you have to follow it. And, and who knows and, it's true and, or not, right? And uh, there will be uh, those paywalls, you know. Uh, yeah. Goa package, three days, five nights, 5,000, popping up exactly. all on your screen. Chat boxes opening exactly. up. Hey, what are you looking mm-hmm. for? We can plan a Goa trip for you. And mm-hmm. it's all exactly. commercial bombarding of content that happens rather mm-hmm. than genuine travel content yeah. on the internet. Especially exactly. in countries like India. If you go mm-hmm. outside India, there is a good uh, amount of blogs competing against mm-hmm. big firms but in India it's mm-hmm. completely dominated by the big companies of travel yeah yeah no that's, that's great I mean that itinerary, itinerary part is great you know I suppose yeah I mean I mean for anyone listening or, or you know watching this episode if you want to go to a particular place or if you've already been to a particular place I mean you know feel free yeah. to go ex- sort of you know get to their website explore the earth you'll find it explore with an x starts with an x, x not an e yeah yes we have that x factor so always x. starts with an x <laughs> so so you, you can visit their website and you know type in your itineraries of places you visited and you know really help out other travelers so yeah. i mean that sort of a community approach is something i always love you know because i think when you involve a community, you know, it just the 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 impact of it just becomes compounded. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like there's a domino, just, ripple, ripples, ex- ex- ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so that that's always a great thing to have. Now, uh, what's one of the uh, best trips? Of course, you know, okay, this is the man. I mean, it's, it's gotta be the Manali to Leva, and I'm just exaggerating to. Oh, by the way, Akshay and Saranj, don't make this a corporate video. Feel free to jump in and you know have Ismail mute out. So. Yeah, no, please. No Otherwise, that. you know how I go. Like, <laughs> it's hard yeah. to mute me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, before we jump to Manali to Leh, I wanna, I wanna start with uh, Akshay. So, Akshay, uh, what is it that you know you handle on, on or you know, what are the roles and responsibilities you've taken up at uh, Explore the Earth? So, if you can, you know, tell us about what, what is it that you handle. Okay, so pre-COVID, I was mostly into organizing part of the X trips and I used to book the vendors, I used to handle the registrations, I handle a little bit of marketing. But mm-hmm. now post COVID, since we don't know when we'll go out again, now I'm yeah. looking into and learning a lot more about SEO to boost mm-hmm. our website and the blog part of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, currently you can say I'm just learning and Great. figuring out, so pushing the SEO knowledge in the company. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's awesome. Uh, Saranj, how about you? What, what are you taking care of uh, at Explore the Earth? 
I would divide it in pre-COVID and post-COVID as well. So post-COVID, I think all of us are pretty much on the same page. The fact that we are trying to boost our site in general, like through SEO and the likes so of writing the blogs, making up all that content, scripting the videos. Editing part is mostly Ismail, but uh, other than that, we could help uh, like scripting the videos and the like. Uh, other than that, it's content, uh, as we spoke about the itineraries that are from the various places, be it Sikkim, anywhere else that somewhere I've been to, and they can write about it. Other than that, we've been like collaborating with others wherein we write an article, we take their comments, maybe put in there, and all of those things. Like so, this this one of those articles that um, I would say we actually have written. Like this was pre-COVID, but but mm-hmm. is one of the articles that we put a lot of effort in, uh, and is one of my favorites. Would be uh, the responsible traveling article, wherein mm-hmm. we we collaborated with quite a few uh, companies, be it Trippy Wheels, Zostel, mm-hmm. um, Trek mm-hmm. the Himalayas, and the likes, wherein we are taking their comments uh, as to how they approach responsible traveling and how in general a traveler could go about and making sure that they maybe have the least carbon footprint, they can give back something to the community and the like. But in any case, as for my role pre-COVID, so pre-COVID, my role was exactly this, about the written content uh, that we were producing on our website, uh, be it itineraries as well as the content in general. Mm-hmm. That's great. Sounds good. So when you say responsible traveler, so I mean, why don't you, I mean, like, you know, sort of introduce people what responsible traveling actually is and, you know, how can one be a responsible traveler? Yeah. So responsible traveling, um, one can look at it in a number of ways. All right. So now mm-hmm. responsible traveling for me would be if I am traveling to an XYZ place when I go there. I make sure that as far as the environment goes, I'm using, let's say, the least amount of uh, plastic mm-hmm. uh, or any test thing. Like, so, uh, okay, in one of our interviews that we did um, regarding this, like a person told this, that uh, when we think about uh, cutting down on plastics that we are using and the like, it starts with not buying them in the first place, mm-hmm. right? You, you could recycle a number of things once you've purchased them and feel good about it that you are recycling it or putting in a bin where it says it will get recycled. But in the first place, if you do not buy that plastic bottle and have your own bottle that you could refill every now and then, there is no substitute to it or there's, there isn't an alternative that is better than that. So yeah. for me, it starts with small things like this. Now, mm-hmm. uh, if someone smokes, right? So one of the travelers that we met uh, on Manali to Leh Highway, he did this, that he made sure that all the cigarette butts uh, mm-hmm. that were to be left of like the people throw on the ground or that himself that he used to do at one point in time, he made sure now mm-hmm. that he is more, um, let's say, um, environment friendly or more aware about these things, that mm-hmm. he collects all of those butts and makes sure that he puts them at the end of the day in a place where they can get recycled and not just leave them on the road where there's just no chance of them decomposing at all. And like mm-hmm. when you're talking about a, uh, like, uh, so this was on the Manali Highway, right? So when you are talking about a place as pristine as that, you, you would want to preserve them. I mean, I, I'm, that isn't to say that if I'm staying in Noida or Delhi, that a metropolitan city sh- shouldn't be preserved. But I would say there, 
at a point of past preservation. Now, all you can do is make sure you do not add it to it. I mean, that's about it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, when you go to these places, uh, I cannot expect you that you wouldn't buy a single plastic bottle. Maybe you would need to. But mm-hmm. if you cut down on them as much as you can or anything else related to that, that'll be nice. So that's one, right? Yeah. That's about the eco-friendly part of things. Now, when it comes to responsible mm-hmm. traveling, another aspect that you can add to it is giving back to the local community. Right. Mm-hmm. So now if you are going to Manali, you can always choose to stay in the most luxurious hotel that the place might offer. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you could also choose to stay in a place which is uh, handled by the locals. Like maybe it may be a two star, uh, let's say, hotel at best to stay, but that's fine. All you need to do is sleep at night. Right. So as long as they're providing you with a blower, a heater, you could sleep without any problems. You have the mattress, you have. A place is hygienic. Like even a two-star hotel, it isn't that the they lack in hygienic uh, sort of things, but rather other facilities like a pool or anything else that you might be looking for. So you do not really need that. So it is more like you should start, um, you know, staying in places which are more from the community themselves than from like some four-star, five-star hotel chain coming from outside and setting up their place there. Now, and I'm not saying they go harm their business, but I'm saying it would help the community of the very least. So things like that. And then one simple thing like this, like you could put it under community, but like one simple thing that, that I like respect the most, when you go to a place and you speak to the locals there, I mean, not because you want to know the direction or anything else, but rather you, you're just chatting up with them, getting to know them. If Even if you give mm-hmm. them like five to 10 minutes of your time, I, I assure you, like, I mean, uh, that would make their day as well as yours because you'd learn something from them. They learned something from you. And, and the fact that they are being so hospitable to you at the very least you can do is you get to know them. Mm. Like, I mean, I think that's what all of these trips are about, right? Like you are not there yeah. not only to see what the nature has to offer or what, um, you know, things the city in general has to offer, but what mm. people of that particular place has to offer. So for me, yeah. responsible traveling within like these couple things, three things would sum up how I would go about it. Mm-hmm. That's great. That sounds great. Um, Ismail, why don't you tell me what would you handle uh, for Explore the Earth? Yeah, so I am mostly behind the digital content that pours out from XT. Uh, mm-hmm. The social media feed, uh, the YouTube videos, uh, mm-hmm. mostly my domain. Uh, so any content requirements, graphics, uh, posters, or any of the digital media is mostly falling onto me. And uh, yeah, that has been before and after COVID, so it has, hasn't changed me for me much. Uh, and apart from that, uh, initially when we just started out, I was working on the website as well. But then I once we had the three of us, so we divided our roles and I just stuck to the social mm-hmm. and uh, the creation yeah. part of it mm-hmm. right now it's Sounds all good. we are focusing more on the creation part right now so all three of us are yeah here. yeah i'm sure you know i mean uh, before we jump into the covid part of things uh, yeah. i know i mean i just want to tell everyone listening and watching that you know i mean manali to Leh has been the highlights of you know <laughs> xte of you yeah. guys personally of you know the viewers of us watching your vlogs it's been a great thing so i don't want to reiterate and plus you put out a vlog so you know 
I mean, you yeah. guys can watch it. I'll <laughs> add the link here. But uh, what I want to know is, you know, each of you individually, what was the one best thing of that entire trip for you individually, each one of you? Okay, so Smile, we can start with you. What was the one best thing? You can't do everything. You have got one, the <laughs> best thing, best part of that trip for you. That's that's a tough spot you put me in, like, because <laughs> every day offered something so great that it's hard. You just to... have to pick one. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, let me think. So I think the most I remember about the journey uh, would be the people I met, and uh, you know, it it had a wonderful experience. I had a wonderful experience with the people. Usually, I am a mm. person who stays away from the people when I'm traveling mm-hmm. or wherever I'm traveling to. I choose places which are less crowded and secluded and I like mm-hmm. time with the place rather than the yeah. people and the culture of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But on this trip, even though I was not actively trying to meet new people, the people I met were, and because we were on cycles, uh, it attracted a certain crowd who would be like-minded like us or you know or traveling at mm-hmm. the same pace as us and because mm-hmm. of that i did meet a lot of people from homestay owners uh, staying in the most secluded places to local mm-hmm. shepherds uh, who had barely left that region for their whole last few generations maybe mm-hmm. and uh, the foreigners we met uh, so we met a lot of cyclists who were doing the mm-hmm. same route as us, all the way from Korea and US and Germany. So all these people, we were camped up together at night. We had the whole mm-hmm. night to ourselves and listening to mm-hmm. their stories and their ways of traveling uh, did leave a mark on me. And even mm-hmm. in Leh, the ho- hostel owner, uh, we stayed at Hearth yeah. Hostels. So Purnima was the owner, quite impressed with the people I met. Usually uh, I had traveled more towards South and south is a little more commercialized or the places I've been to were a little more commercialized like Kur, Koda, you know, Agukarna, Goa, all these places were a lot more commercialized than what where we were. And because of that, this experience with the local people and the local culture who was not a metro crowd or not used to so much tourism, that was a whole unique experience that I personally liked. And the highlight was, of course, that uh, the in the people category itself, uh, we were lucky to have a glimpse at Dalai Lama. Uh, oh, yeah, the Dalai man. Lama. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting at a daba in a place called Debring. That's about mm-hmm. 150 kilometers from Le before we reached Le. It's in middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's like complete desert mm-hmm. all around. Just a three, four tents. We were sipping our teas and suddenly the huge caravan of monks and flags and procession just comes and stops behind us. We were like, oh. okay, might be a community thing or something might be going mm-hmm. on. We'll inquire once the locals are free. The locals were all rushing there and the mm-hmm. whole caravan again passed. And in the front car, it was a luxurious sedan type of thing. And in the front, a person was sitting and he was looking at us and we were, we had cups of tea in our hand and we were <laughs> looking at who's going by. <laughs> and then the whole procession comes out and Dalai Ji, Dalai Ji, Dalai Lama Ji. <laughs> Everyone was screaming and running behind and we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> didn't even get a picture. <laughs> but Damn. yeah, that was the highlight, I guess. <laughs> Great. That sounds good. That's awesome. <laughs> Lovely to hear that, you know, people yeah. were the highlight of the trip. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Akshay, why don't you tell us what was the one big uh, you know, take away special part for you for uh, the Manali to Leh trip. Okay, so a little background. I was 
never into cycling or doing mm-hmm. any sort of physical exertion of this level but mm-hmm. anyway we are here and <laughs> i took the strategic one the people part of it so i'll tell you the lazy i'll tell you the lazy part of it so mm-hmm. this was on the our second last day we had 20 kilometers of tiring uphill followed mm-hmm. by 60 kilometers of downhill Oh, okay. just had to sit on our bikes <laughs> and there was like the end of all the uphill that we had to go through in yeah. this entire journey we had to we had scaled the last mm. pass so now all we had to do was sit on our yes. bikes and <laughs> you know enjoy the coming back of vegetation and we were mm. passing through this place called hemis national park mm-hmm. so we had mountains on both the sides with reddish maroonish color and vegetation was coming back so from all the barren lands that we had passed through so it started with mm-hmm. very dark lush green forest to mm-hmm. bare snow then bare rocks and then this part of it so we could finally you know instead of focusing on st- breathing and mm-hmm. what not and like stopping every 100 meters all i had to do was just sit and for like one i was uh, ahead of these two because of course i'm happier <laughs> so for 60 kilometers and half a day was a bliss you know it's, and it's actually very imagine. beautiful place so if someone's going mm-hmm. to lay i would highly recommend that they stay in one of these villages in yeah. the hamish hamish national park because it's mm-hmm. just so beautiful so that mm-hmm. was like one of my favorite days of the whole journey that's amazing you know that's that's good i mean that's good enough i can imagine you know when so much of tiring cycling going on 60 kilometers downhill the wind in your hair and you like, know great scenery all around i can great imagine reward how... for all the uh, hard days i had that we had <laughs> yeah and good payoff also like we were returning to the network area so we would get mm-hmm. our uh, signals back and we could finally call mm-hmm. home and our friends mm-hmm. were worried as hell because mm-hmm. we were off the grid for like seven whole days and they had yeah. no clue so yeah mm-hmm. that's great no that i think i think that always happens in travel you know like uh, i mean i don't know I, i think this my dad told me or this might be copied from some movie but they're like you know uh, hindi wala safar karne mein english wala safar zarur hoga you know so that's ah, like the that is <laughs> so, yeah every so, day bring some new challenge and what but i think you tackle, i think is what you will remember actually yeah after yeah. every but day. i think the payoff is great you know as you said you know yes. the, the last bit when you're ending it you know there's always i mean it, it never disappoints you basically you know even though yeah. it's hard this and that you know never disappoints you right yeah exactly that's, yeah. A, that's a good thing it's uh, very Saransh. rewarding feel yeah mm-hmm. saranj what was your best part yeah. of the trip yeah i had a lot of time to think about but i'll still tell you the first thing that came to my mind okay mm-hmm. so i think this was when again we were thinking of doing this we hadn't finalized the date and then uh they still they were like we have booked our tickets our train tickets to delhi for 7th of july mm-hmm. and that was like what not even like they must have told me this 10 days before the 7th of july okay mm-hmm. we were always planning to do this but i was like this might just end up being one of those trips where you plan a thousand times and you do not 
do not end up going, okay? And when these guys tell me they've booked their train tickets, I'm like, okay, this is getting real now. And as lazy as I am, I still didn't choose to prepare myself at all for this particular trip. One of the reasons I didn't have a bicycle. The last time I had cycled was in 12th standard, which was like at the time, maybe five years or so uh, before then we were going to do this trip, okay? And now when we were about to reach Manali, like before that, two days before that, we actually bought our cycles. A couple of days we did cycle in Manali, like a few kilometers here and there, but that was the extent of our preparation for a trip that we were going to take, which like pro cyclists dream of doing, you know, doing this route, like in all, in all its beauty. So for me, this particular trip was about resiliency at that like mental resilience all right because my body like none of our bodies for that matter because we bought a cycle two days before the trip were prepared for this particular ride right so we were going to do what 470 odd kilometers on a bicycle which had uphill downhill and mind you like our uphill speed wasn't more than four four and a half kilometers per hour kilometers per hour all right and the amount of traffic that in certain sections of the highway is there, trucks are ready to push you off the cliff. Like they wouldn't care less that you are there because if they stop, they'll have a like a lot harder time to again uh, pick up the speed on an uphill. So like, I mean, it's not their fault, but they wouldn't stop either for you. So given all this, we weren't physically prepared at all to do this. However, like, like first two days I remember, like I'm quite sure my thighs were screaming with pain. Like, but we didn't have a choice but to but to go forward, otherwise we'll be stuck there. And that is the reason. Like the people, they cover um, a stretch from Manali to Mari. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's like about 40 kilometers. They do it in the mm-hmm. first day. We did that mm-hmm. in two days because no, none of <laughs> us were actually prepared for this. And the fact that we were lazy enough to start late on the first day. Mm-hmm. Like both these things, but yes, we did that in two days. And obviously, like I know personally, my thighs were gone and amongst all of this what kept us going is the fact that all around us we could see such beauty and the fact that we had it in our brains that we need to do this and we want to do this because of so much what we have heard about is it true or not we we do want to find that we do not want Mm -hmm. to turn back now and be like okay we are not able to do it we just like we could we could have gone back then right like it was what Mm -hmm. 40 kilometers and that's all we we still had 430 kilometers in front of us but mm. at that point in time, like it was difficult, but we did go through it. Like there were, yeah. I, I remember times. So I mean, I'll give you just another example, okay, to show like uh, how much important when you are doing this Manali to lay cycling, physical preparation mm-hmm. is important, but how much more important is your mental resilience towards all of this? Uh, now we were going from, we were going from Sarchu to Whiskey Nala, right? Now, Search you to Whiskey Nala, you need to cross a pass which goes by the name Nakila. Okay, so La means pass and Naki is the name of the pass. Mm-hmm. Nakila. Now, for all these days, we had an offline map. We knew how many kilometers are we going to cover. Uh, we already had an idea how much of it is going to be uphill, how much of it is going to be down. Now, mm-hmm. for this particular day, we knew that, I, I cannot remember the exact number, but we knew that these many kilometers is what we need to cover to reach Nakila. For all the passes on this particular highway, the Google pin for the like the pass with the name is when you reach at the top. For this mm-hmm. particular pass, 
it's about a few kilometers before that. And okay. the fact that we just assumed that this Google pin is going to be the top, we were like, that would be the end of our uphill. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, those last few kilometers from that Google <laughs> pin to the actual top were excruciating. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember like stopping literally, like like Akshay said, every 70 to 100 meters. Like you just cannot do it because you mentally just didn't mm-hmm. think that you'll have to do mm-hmm. this much. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, if you are not mentally prepared for something for that particular yeah. day, it's it's going to come back to haunt you. So that's what happened yeah. there. So, like, I think that was the only day we were not prepared because we actually didn't know what was going to happen because of Google. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, just the beauty of the place and the vibes, like, mm-hmm. you can easily go through all this, like, without, mm-hmm. without any problem. So, for me, yeah. it's all about mental resilience or something Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Like, I can relate to that. I, I, I could have picked one place and told you that that was the most beautiful place, but then that would be quite an injustice to the highway in general because I mm-hmm. could remember like vividly each and every days and the colors they brought that brought like they brought with them. Like mm-hmm. you just cannot pick one. Like as this morning, yeah. actually said, you just cannot do that. No, no, I relate to that because you know, I mean, even I had a similar experience where you know I, we cycled from. Kormangla to Nandi Hills, like right on the top and then back, you know, that's insane stuff. This was in first year of college with my cousin. So for me, that was about how mad it gets. I mean, you guys just went all blown, complete crazy with this. So How was your cycle? How did that go? Uh, uh, it's, it's a long time ago and it was, again, it was, I, I could relate to every word that you were saying, excruciating, you know, <laughs> yeah, I could feel that. That was exactly how it was. Uh, totally. It was tiresome, it was tiresome. Um, that's great. So, uh, actually, you know, unfortunately, my battery is dying and uh, my internet might auto also give up. So, but I don't want to cut this short. So, I'll try my best to. Uh, heading over to sort of like the towards the end of the video, what I want to do is, you know, maybe get each one of your input now that COVID has struck, you know, now that this has happened. Not your inputs on sort of, you know, where exactly uh, XTE is heading, but where do you think sort of, you know, uh actually no what, what we can do is you know how do you think how do you individually how do you think you know travel will now include sustainability or you know responsible traveling in a big way going forward and what role do you think do you want uh xt to play in it so if you could if you could you know tell me about that you know in how how, how is travel heading into this new post covid world how are the how is the industry coping up and how is it trying to incorporate much more sustainable, responsible ways of traveling and safer ways of traveling, of course. And then, you know, how does XTE uh, want to play a role in it and maybe, you know, lead the way in it. So, Saranj, we'll start with you. So, yeah, sure. So, if you'd actually uh, Google this, all right, um, what may be the travel trends, anything else, to talk about ecotourism or traveling responsibility or giving back to the local community or being friendly to the environment that you're traveling in, in general. All of this was already happening pre-COVID. So mm-hmm. these trends were already on the up because yeah. like our generation, uh, they know like we, we like with all the talks about climate, climate mm-hmm. change, how it's affecting us um, and its effects, all of us know that it's real and we need not have Trump mm-hmm. tell us that, right? Yeah. So 
the fact that it's already here, all of us already have the notion that we need to do something about it. Now, one mm-hmm. option is you stop traveling, but obviously that isn't going to help. So you need to be mm-hmm. uh, more smart about it and find ways that you do not harm the environment at all. You have the least possible yeah. footprint, carbon footprint, and yeah. you're still able to travel. So all of these talks mm-hmm. were already like very much on the up before. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. after COVID, what we are speaking about now is how all of this can be safe in terms of you not contracting a virus, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. and the fact that now uh, we may we are looking at a possibility of a world wherein um, a lot more companies are open to the idea of working from home, right? Mm-hmm. When you allow when you allow your employees to work from home, when you realize the fact that all they need is a laptop and not much, not much else you open up to quite a few possibilities. So one such trend that you might see is on the up now is something they refer to as staycations. So what um, mm-hmm. like yeah. people are starting to offer is that you can go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially what you're doing is you're getting, let's say, getting one, rather let's say, oh, you're taking off a week from your home rather than office, yeah. right? Now you're yeah. already yeah. working. All you need is a laptop. The fact that all you need is laptop and internet, you can work from anywhere. And this particular remote location that you've chosen to work, as long as it has internet, you can work from there for a week or a month, whatever. So you choose. So this trend of vacations is now coming up as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of these resorts uh, that are shut right now because people are obviously not visiting are trying to rebrand themselves as places where people can come and work. You know, yeah. do not have to be like um, in too much social contact to the extent that you can contract a virus, but mm-hmm. at the same time you can work and get uh, outside of your homes for a change. So all mm-hmm. of these things, um, they are starting to come up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much uh, what, mm-hmm. what I would think of it, at least yeah. at this point in time. That makes sense. No, that that's good. I mean, even I've even I've heard of that. You know, the staycation trend. Clearly, you know, some people have suggested. In fact, we've thought. You know, me and my cousin, let's just go off to go off for a month, chill on the beach, and work. You know, so so. See, yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly people are thinking. Clearly, people are thinking in that. I mean, age. like along these lines, like if you could talk about trekking and the like, a lot of it is going to change as well. Like now, trekking is a sport wherein um, a group goes together, right? It has to be together for it to be fun for for the group to make yeah. sure that everyone comes through to whatever they, they are doing. Like some treks, they are relatively easy. Some treks, you actually like. I can tell from personal experience, you need a group to make sure that you get to the top, like in all your spirits. Like, like, yeah. like if I were to do a couple of these treks alone, I might get to the top, but I would never be as happy as I was just to do it with that group. Mm-hmm. So, like. Yeah. Things like trekking, they are going to change to a certain extent because now, like until now, like everything was being done together, right? Now they'll have to take certain measures to make sure that mm-hmm. everyone is fine. There is no problem contracting mm-hmm. or anything yeah. else. So all of these things, like I'm not sure, like how how would it look uh, once we all, all of the treks resume again? But but all of this is going to change for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Akshay, uh, what, what do you think is going to be the biggest impact uh, of COVID is going to have and what are the trends and, you know, ways in which the industry is coping up or hope or, or, you know, ways in which you think the industry should cope up? Okay, so the first um, big disadvantage that COVID 
will have as an impact on the tourism industry would be people trying to avoid public transport and longer trips of mm-hmm. course so mm-hmm. all the major and very touristy places might see a lot of lot less footfall even mm-hmm. in their season times and peak times yeah. and given that public transport wouldn't be the favorite mode of transport anymore for at least some mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. the local places or the hidden gems that your maybe your grandparents would be talking about that we used to go to mm-hmm. this banks of this river or has to go to this forest at this mandir uh, so these places i can already see they are picking up so uh, mm-hmm. so this is one thing that people want to go out in any way and people want to get fit so mm-hmm. one major change that i can see right now is that people are rushing to the bicycle stores and mm-hmm. everyone wants a cycle yeah. every weekend you, you you know they want to go and explore a nearby village and especially that uh, given that most of india is pretty hot so monsoons mm-hmm. are quite green and very pleasant to you know take a ride mm-hmm. to nearby village and you see yeah. people going to some uh, nearby sm- very uh, small hills and a mm-hmm. few patch a uh, small patch of trees and you know having that uh, yeah. feel of wanderlust that they haven't mm-hmm. had inside their homes mm-hmm. for quite some months yeah. and of course the staycation trend is coming up you can see mm-hmm. that people used to go to a co-working space in a cosmopolitan place like bangalore or mumbai or mm-hmm. delhi but now hostels are turning into co-working spaces and people are mm-hmm. going to literally co-live and co-work with yeah. people from different companies at say 5000 meters or uh, <laughs> on yeah. some beach so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. i guess yeah yeah that's that yeah that, that that makes sense uh you know the fact that you spoke you know people definitely are turning more to cycling uh, and cycling allows you to not travel thousands of kilometers it allows you to travel hundreds of kilometers so you know i think that boosts a lot of tourism in the localities around the you know metro city or any yeah. big city so that's yeah. clearly gonna be a great thing in fact you know i'd like to do that myself you know take a cycle out go to some place nearby and you know, just just about any place that gives you the feeling of nature you know it, it yeah. doesn't even have to be a place outside the city yeah. as long as you are not in a concrete jungle people are you know <laughs> happy and yeah. yeah and how we would like to contribute to it is by creating some content and providing information mm-hmm. that people can actually rely on so top remote places to visit around bangalore mm-hmm. on your weekend yeah. or on your bicycle so we want mm-hmm. to work on content such as this so yeah and not just bangalore we want to work on content that mm-hmm. is helpful to people in tier 2 cities and tier 1 uh, tier 3 cities as well so I, mm-hmm. let's uh, see how it goes yeah you know that definitely you should definitely do that thank you so much ismail quickly tell us yeah. what I, what, I, what I are your thoughts on the things yeah so yeah. these guys covered a lot of things i think the <laughs> major changes will be uh, traveling in smaller groups uh, the indian trend of traveling in large groups of 50s and mm-hmm. 100s or family groups of like 10 families going mm-hmm. together on a trip that's mm-hmm. going to change to smaller groups uh, shorter routes and locations uh, nearby places mm-hmm. will be visited more than from interstate travel will decrease basically uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, other than that i think uh, players like us you know uh, who take 15 to 20 are booming even through the covid crisis because they can offer mm-hmm. local travel options mm-hmm. and they can cater to smaller groups a big company mm-hmm. cannot afford that so i think that's mm-hmm. a change i have been seeing amongst people like us yeah uh, other yeah. than that uh, yeah so and other than that uh, what i am seeing is the concept of traveling is changing for everyone uh, even though slowly but in every traveler the uh, people are seeing traveling as tra- uh, like creating their own itinerary now previously mm-hmm. it used to be the checking of bucket list now it's like for mm-hmm. yourself because people realize mm-hmm. like what it makes us without travel till now mm-hmm. before covid people were having that thought ke okay goa trip banta yeah. hai ladakh trip banta mm-hmm. hai thailand jana hai ye jana hai mm-hmm. now it's becoming like four months i have been to myself and i just yeah. as you said i just want some nature and peace and quiet mm-hmm. for me rather than mm-hmm. this trip and that grandeur so that mm-hmm. shift that's a good shift i yeah. think personally yeah. that rather than traveling to show off people will be traveling mm-hmm. to actually get a change in perspective in their mind so these are mm-hmm. the changes i think covid has brought some are good some are bad but hopefully will mm-hmm. turn out hopeful from yeah. this yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's great no i love the fact that you said you know the meaning of travel will change for people and it's going to and i think the importance of travel will be realized by people you know i mean yeah, maybe yeah. before it was just to chill but now it's really you know people understand you know how impo- i mean i understand how it i mean i love yeah. traveling but you know even <laughs> i'm not such a frequent traveler but i understand that you know now when i get a chance i'm going to be much more responsible when i go there i'm going to enjoy much more of the local yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. meet the local people eat the local food you know just 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 get immersed in their culture because that's who we are as human beings right like we yeah. love exploring we love you know understanding uh, different people's cultures and you know sure. for a while just getting away from who we yeah. always are in cities and all of that so i think that we had kind of forgot forgot that because of um, the social media and abundance of information yeah. pouring out at us yeah. but this exactly. pause was a good thing to make us realize back mm-hmm. so the industry has taken a hit but i think it's yeah. going to turn out more valuable in the mm-hmm. future Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's, so it's kind of like a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. And I think especially you guys, you guys can definitely, you know, capitalize on this. So I was getting into the podcast. I felt that, you know, maybe, you know, I think XT has taken a major hit. They might be, you know, uh, they might they might be running out of options here. Yeah. But I think toward the end, I feel that, you know, you guys actually have a very strong play now. Now that, you know, a lot of bigger players have hit. I'm sure a lot of companies have shut down in the travel space. You know, so that gives you opportunity to grow. And, Definitely. Uh, you know, you were anyway into the whole local, uh, uh, you know, transportation. You know, building up the local guys, visiting the local communities, being responsible, and all of that holistic approach to traveling. I think that makes even more sense right now. And I think people will be looking out for something like that. You know, now people won't venture out on their ki nahi bhai mere ko malum hai main hotel wale ko janta hu chalte hain. They will look out for options like XTE where you know you tell them that hey you know this is what you should do. These are the parameters to check for. This is how you keep yeah. yourself safe. So I think that's great. So now I think that you know I think there's a great play for you guys. So yeah yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited to find figure that out over the course of I think the last great. 15 minutes. <laughs> uh thank you thank you so much guys uh thank yeah. you so much for being a part of the podcast i think no. uh, you know uh, this this was kind of like a different one we had some glitches here and there but i think uh, to all all <laughs> the ones uh, listening and watching 
uh, this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry for all the technical glitches, but I hope you know uh, we took you through some interesting uh, uh, you know concepts and uh, ideologies and insights into the travel and tourism industry and how you know how how it can positively bounce back from what COVID has handed over to us. So yeah, I hope this was an insightful podcast. I hope you guys had fun. I'm so sorry we have to yeah. do it like this. I would have loved no, to keep. Yes. Thank you for inviting. <laughs> it was quite an. <laughs> like talking about Thank us. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, I will hopefully we'll we'll keep in touch again, and I uh, wish XT all the very best for the coming year, and I hope you know Thank you guys you. get funded, and you know. We'll get big in the city, and I can show off that they feature on my channel first. So you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely driven, driven the city. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Goodbye.